0: Merry Christmas, everybody, and welcome to week 16 of NFL Insights with Brennan. Brennan, uh, another pedestrian week last week. Uh, He took some long shots and paid for it, uh, finishing up eight and seven. He's going to try to get back into uh, double digits this week. We have two games on Christmas Day, Saturday the 25th. We'll start it off with the Packers at 11-3, welcoming in the 7-7 seven and seven Browns who are playing for their playoff life. Take it away, Bryn.
1: Yeah, the Browns lost a heartbreaker to the Raiders. They were without so many of their players, but they gave it all they had, but lost on the last play of the game, unfortunately. They're going to get most of their players back, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, et cetera. But going into Lambeau to play the Packers is a tough test for any team. They're undefeated there this year. They've only lost three games there in the Matt LaFleur era, which is pretty crazy. And uh, yeah, this the Packers under Matt LaFleur since he was hired in two thousand nineteen. They've been better and better every single year. Well they went thirteen and three in both two thousand nineteen and two thousand twenty, but they're on pace to either be thirteen and four or fourteen and three, which would be another fantastic year. And uh, I think this team's gonna be really motivated after losing the NFC championship and based on their play and their roster and all of those things. This is the Super Bowl pick for me, in my opinion, to win it all. And yeah, I just don't think I just don't think the Browns can compete with an elite team like this. So I'm going to take the Packers to win on Christmas at home.
0: Okay. And then in the night game, we uh, welcome we the Cardinals, who are hit the skids lately at 10 and four, will be welcoming in the eight and six Colts. Eight and six Colts have a uh, pretty big COVID uh, absence.
1: Yeah, I just saw this right before we did this. Uh, guard Quentin Nelson, maybe the best in the business, was a late addition to the list. So I would assume he's out because it just happened today. Um, they they still have people that can step up, but that's a big loss. The Cardinals were 10-2 and a couple weeks ago, but then they've lost two in a row. Uh, they lost to the Rams, which was a little surprising, but the Rams were a good team, which so I understood it, but um, then they got blown out by the Lions, and that caught everyone by surprise, and yeah, it's a little concerning. The absence of DeAndre Hopkins is starting to be felt a little, and rush defense is starting to become a weakness, which isn't good because Jonathan Taylor is coming to town, and yeah, the Cardinals were are 7-1 and one on the road now, and they're 3-3 three and three at home, and they turn the ball over way more at home than on the road. It's just very weird. So I think the Colts, uh, I think the Cardinals struggles at home will continue against the Colts. And yeah, I think the Colts are going to win this one on the road.
0: Okay, let's go to Philly where the 7-7 seven and seven Eagles who are still in the hunt will be taking on the 4-10 and 10 Giants who are officially, I believe, eliminated from postseason contention. Uh, actually, when I was
1: watching it on NFL Network, somehow they aren't, but it's over. No, it, that's, that's just a fact. This is my lock of the week. Uh, the Eagles just played on Tuesday against the Washington football team, but they took care of business. And I know it's a short week, but they're at home again, and they're taking a, on a way worse team in the Giants. Just nothing is going right for the Giants. Their supposed franchise quarterback can't stay healthy and is a bust, in my opinion. Saquon Barkley, the running back, they picked number two overall in 2018 over Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Can't stay healthy, and his has been the subject of trade rumors. And Dave Gettleman, their general manager, his firing is inevitable, and there's questions about Joe Judge's job security, even though I think he'll most likely stay anyway. But um, yeah, it's just starting to fall apart. The Giants announced Daniel Jones will be shut down for the Remainder of the year with a neck injury. Wide receiver Sterling Shepard also sadly suffered a torn Achilles in the loss to the Cowboys. And I don't know this for sure, but Mike Lennon, who has been playing the past couple of weeks, got benched for Jake Fromm at the end of the Cowboys game because he has played so bad. So I don't know who's starting, but I'm going to assume it's Jake Fromm, probably. But regardless of who it is, I just think they're going to lose. The offensive line is really bad, which isn't good against a great Eagles defensive line. And the Eagles are just better in every single way. I know they lost last time at, at in the first meeting, but no way is that going to happen again. I'm picking the Eagles here.
0: Okay, let's go to your team, the seven and seven Vikings, as they welcome in the ten and four Rams. If the Vikings are going to make the playoffs, they sure have their work cut out for them this week.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a rough road to the playoffs if they want to make it. They have to win the games on their schedule. They can't rely on other teams to win games or lose games for them. Um, yeah, this is going to be tough. The Vikings beat the Bears, but it wasn't the blowout people thought it would be. Um, the Vikings only, only scored 17 points. The offensive line got pushed around by Robert Quinn and Akeem Hicks, which worries me because the terrifying trio of Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Leonard Floyd are coming to town. So the offensive line might be in for a really long day in my a, a really hard game, in my opinion. And uh, on top of that, the Vikings are going to play the best cornerback they've faced all year long. Jalen Ramsey, who's going to be matched up with Justin Jefferson for the entirety of the game. And yeah, I just think this is really going to be tough. The Rams didn't look good on offense in their win against the Seahawks on Tuesday. And it's going to be a short week for them. They're going on the road. But um, some people think it will be a shootout. But I think it could has the potential to be more of a defensive type of game. But... When it comes to defense and coaching, I think the Rams have the advantage here. The Vikings could pull off the upset, but uh, I'm going to go with the Rams here. They'll probably win on the last play too.
0: Okay, let's follow up that important uh, NFC battle with uh, an important AFC battle as we go up the road to New England where the 9-5 and five Patriots were welcoming the 8-6 and six Bills playing for uh, playoff seating at this point, it looks like take it away.
1: This is pretty much the game that will decide who wins the AFC East. Um, it's pretty much the Patriots division. If they win the game, whereas the bills can win the division if they win their last three games, which the bills last three games are the, this game against the Patriots. Then they're at home against the Falcons and jets. So if they are able to beat the Patriots on the Patriots on the road, they can, I think they'll win the division, but that's going to be really tough. Both of these, teams are going to be without several wide receivers from what it looks like to me. Um, wide On the Bills' side, wide receivers Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis are have both been placed on the coronavirus reserve list. They both tested positive and are unvaccinated, so that means they're out 10 days. On the Patriots' side, Nelson Aguilar has been ruled out with a concussion, and uh, Kendrick Bourne might not be available either after he got placed on the coronavirus reserve list. So, this People thought it might be a shootout, but might, it might be a little more defensive now without all the wide receivers on both teams. The Patriots gave it all they had against the Colts. They were down 20-0 to zero at one point, but nearly came back to win it, but fell just short. But um, I think the Patriots are going to get back to winning here. Uh, Gillette Stadium's a tough place to play. And uh, yeah, I just think they're going to beat them again. They They were able to do it in Buffalo on that really windy day. They beat them 14-10 to 10, where they rushed for 200 rushing yards, and Mac Jones only threw three passes in that game. It's really crazy that they were able to win, but yeah, they didn't use the passing game at all, and the passing game might be hindered a little without those two wide receivers, but they still have Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, who they paid a lot to bring in, as well as Nelson Agholor and Kendrick Bourne, but um, yeah, I, th- I like the Patriots to do the, the sweep here. I think they're the better team.
0: Okay, now we'll enter our stretch of uh, games that really don't mean much. Uh, we got the 10-4 and 4 Bucks at the 5-9 and 9 Panthers. I have to say that I thought this was going to be your lock of the week. Um, I don't see the Panthers sticking with the Bucks, do you?
1: Um, it might potentially be closer than you think. Division games are weird. Um, the Buccaneers lost a little bit of a stunner to the Saints. I actually wanted to pick them because Tom Brady, before... Last week was 0 3 against them in the regular season. Now he's 0 4 against them. They lost 0 to 9 in what was one of the worst games I've ever watched in my life. They just didn't do anything on offense. The defense played their hearts out, but didn't matter because they couldn't score. The, Bucc- the Buccaneers couldn't score at all. They sadly lost Chris Godwin for the rest of the season because of a torn ACL. Mike Evans is week to week with a hamstring injury. It's supposed to, it's apparently minor, but he's been ruled out. And Leonard Fournette was placed on IR with a hamstring injury, which led to them signing Le'Veon Bell. And Levante David is on IR, which is um, a little bit concerning, but they're just trying to rest these guys for the playoffs. They haven't officially clinched a spot, but it's imminent. Their final three games are against the Panthers twice and the Jets. And Antonio Brown is back from his suspension, which will boost the wide receiver group, which was a little injury decimated in that Saints game. And... uh, yeah, Tom Brady's 0-2 against Cam Newton in when they play each other, but Cam Newton isn't the same player as he was a couple years ago. And apparently the plan is to start Cam Newton and have Sam Darnold play a little bit as well. And I just think that's gonna be a mess. The Panthers don't know what they're doing right now, really. And uh, I think the Buccaneers should be able to get back with get get back on track here.
0: Okay, let's follow that up with a uh, battle of the suck, and boy, is it sucky. We have the 3-11 and 11 Jets welcoming in the 2-12 and 12 Jaguars. I think I'm actually leaning Jets here. Call me crazy.
1: Yeah, I think if I had to pick, that's what I would do, too. Um, yeah, two of the worst teams in the league. We know it was a rebuilding year for both of these teams, but uh, on the Jaguar side of things, their first-year head coach couldn't even last the whole, the whole year. Urban Meyer got fired a couple of Weeks ago, um, and yeah, it had to be done. Um, I thought they would. I thought that would result in the Jaguars beating the Texans at home with a interim head coach in Daryl Bevel, who had NFL experience. But no, Davis Mills was winless in all of his starts before the win against the Jaguars. And uh, yeah, I, I I thought the Texans could win, but I thought I thought the Jaguars would do it because they were at home. But no, they got swept by the Texans and. Yeah, they are now currently holding the number one overall pick in the draft. Um, and, yeah, this really is the worst team in the league. It, I, it, I thought it was the Lions at one point. I thought it was the Texans at one point. But, no, it's them. There's a lot of work to be done here, including who is going to be the new head coach and the roster desperately needs in an, an infusion of talent. Uh, I'm sure a free agency and the draft will result in that happening. But, uh, yeah, it's I just don't see them winning a whole lot of any more games. Uh, Both of these teams have a little bit of a coronavirus outbreak, but the Jets are at home. And uh, this is the first meeting between Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. That'll be fun to see. But I'm going to go Jets, I
0: guess. I know it feels dirty saying it. Um, Let's go to Atlanta where the six and eight Falcons, who technically are in the hunt, but let's be honest, they're out of it, uh, are taking on the two 11 and one Lions.
1: The Lions had one of the upsets of the season where they beat the Cardinals 30-12, to I believe it was, and no one was expecting that. And the Falcons got beat up by the 49ers, but the Lions should provide a perfect opportunity to get a win. The Falcons are winless at home, and the Lions are winless on the road, so something's got to give here, but I think the Falcons have the advantage, um... Jared Goff is not expected to play after being placed on the coronavirus reserve list. So that means that Tim Boyle would get the start. Tim Boyle only played one game against the Browns in week. It was either week ten or eleven. I'm not sure, but he didn't play very well. They only scored ten points with him, and the Lions' offense has been pretty good over the over the past couple weeks. But that was with that's with Jared Goff, and uh, yeah, I just don't think the Lions are going to accomplish anything on offense with Tim Boyle and. I saw Amani Oruwariye, one of their top cornerbacks and overall defensive players, is out. And yeah, I just think the Falcons are going to get that first home win here.
0: Okay, uh, Jared Goff has not been ruled out, correct? It's just the uh, it's a questionable whether he'll play or not. It's unlikely they're saying. Gotcha. Okay, to me, this is the most interesting matchup in the 4 o'clock area. We have the 7-7 and 7 Broncos going into Sin City to take on the 7-7 and 7 Raiders. What do you see going on here?
1: This is a really important divisional matchup, and uh, it's kind of like a playoff game. Um, whoever wins this will stay alive, and the loser of this game in the crowded AFC is as good as finished. Um, the Raiders won the first meeting in Denver, but that was with... Um, before all the off-the-field issues surrounding their players happened. Henry Ruggs was still on the the roster, as was Damon Arnett. Now both of them are gone. And the offense has really struggled ever since that. Deshaun Jackson hasn't been able to replace Ruggs, and Darren Waller has been out for weeks. They were able to beat the Browns, but that was because all of their important players were out in that game. Um, Jonathan Abram, yet again, is having a season-ending surgery, I think, on his shoulder again. I think that's what finished him in his rookie season and uh, the Broncos lost a game to the Bengals in which they couldn't score points even though their defense did the best they could and uh, Teddy Bridgewater suffered a scary looking concussion in the game so he's out Drew Locke is going to start and uh, Locke hasn't been a really good quarterback his entire career pretty much but um, I think the Broncos are the better over overall team than the Raiders specifically at that wide receiver and when it comes to wide receivers, Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy, Tim Patrick. Um, so, yeah, I think the Broncos should be able to win on the road here, but we'll see.
0: All right. Sunday night, uh, ending with a stinker, in my opinion. We got the 10 and four Cowboys welcoming in the six and eight Washington football team, who I know has uh, taken over. uh as your most hated team in the league, even worse than your hated Seattle Seahawks because they don't have a name.
1: Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Why is it taking so long? I mean, it's really ridiculous. Um, The good news is that the new name should be expected to come in very soon, like right after the Super Bowl or something, according to team executives, which is good because I can't stand it anymore. Um, The Washington football team lost to the Eagles on Tuesday in a game that Backup quarterback Garrett Gilbert had to play. They gave it their all, but uh, but blew a 10-0 lead. And the Cowboys got the job done against the Giants. I believe they won 21-6, where the defense has continued to play really well. Micah Parsons is definitely the defensive rookie of the year. And uh, the offense has started to struggle in the past couple of weeks, but um, they should be okay against this Washington football team defense that isn't as good as it was. A year ago, their defense had been playing better in the past couple of weeks, but that was against teams with poor offenses, such as the Seahawks, the Panthers, and the Raiders. Um, They'll probably get Taylor Heineke back, but he'll he'll probably be a little rusty after testing positive for coronavirus. Several members of their secondary are out, including Landon Collins and William Jackson III. And uh, the Cowboys won 27 to 20 on the road a couple weeks ago. They dominated that game for the most part, but then. It got a little scary late because of a really bad Dak Prescott pick six that shouldn't even have been thrown. It was like four minutes left in the game, and I don't know why they kept on why they didn't keep on handing it off. But the Cowboys are at home now. They have officially clinched a playoff spot after the 49ers lost, and uh, I think the the NFC East division title is imminent, and uh, they should be able to sweep this team.
0: All right, let's finish it up on Monday night. And uh, depending on what happens in that Bills-Patriots game, this game could turn out to be very important as the 7-7 seven seven Saints welcome in the 7-7 seven seven Dolphins. Yep, two
1: seven and 7-7 seven teams are going at it. Neither of these teams have uh, officially been eliminated yet, but um, I still don't know if any of them are going to end up making the playoffs. Uh, the Dolphins started off 1-7, and seven, but now are amazingly 7-7. Uh, seven and seven. They've won six straight, and... Uh, They've got a pretty good chance to win uh, seven in a row because the Saints, they have a championship caliber defense. We saw that against the Buccaneers, but the offense has, pr- has really struggled in the past couple of weeks. not It didn't struggle against the Jets, but anyone can score against the Jets. Um, we thought Taysom Hill was going to start this game, but then we found out that Hill, that Hill as well as Trevor Simeon were added to the coronavirus reserve list. I believe both of them tested positive, but even though both of them, I believe, are vaccinated. They are preparing rookie quarterback Ian Book to start, and uh, we have no idea what that's going to look like. Um, The Saints offense has been one of the worst in the league, even with veterans such as Hill and Simeon, so I don't know how much a rookie is going to be able to accomplish, but the NFL is very weird. I remember, I think it was week eight where backups went off. Uh, I remember, I think week eight, the Saints beat the Buccaneers with Trevor Simeon after Simeon came in. After Damus Winston got hurt, there was that Jets versus Bengals Mike White game where he threw for 400 yards in his first ever start. And uh hate to bring it up, but the Cooper Rush game against the Cowboys and Vikings where Cooper Rush won his first career start. So the NFL is weird. The Dolphins have, have played pretty good, but this is a really good Saints defense. And uh, you've seen all these backups win first career starts before. So... Why not the Saints? I'm going to go crazy and pick them.
0: There you have it. Um, again, don't forget to follow Brennan on Twitter at PhD in NFL. And make sure you head over to QBList.com where you can read the column that he contributes called contributes to called beating the spread. He's just under 60% for the year against the spread. So he's doing pretty well. And we thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Let's go down to Texas, where the Texans, at 3-11, and 11, will be welcoming in the 8-6 and 6 Chargers. Seems like this should be a Chargers uh, blowout. What do you say?
1: Probably that's what should happen. The Texans have won... Three games. Uh, two of them came against the Jaguars, the worst team in the league, and they caught the Titans on a on a bad day. That's that's what that's what their victories are. And uh, the Chargers have been hit with a little bit of a coronavirus issue. Joey Bosa has been ruled out after testing positive. Austin Eckler, Corey Lindsley, and Jalen Guyton are names that remain on the list, but they might have a chance to play. But even if they're without all of those players, I think the Chargers are the better team. Davis Mills played really good against the Jaguars, got his first career win there, but um, still not sure if he's the long-term answer over there, but Justin Herbert, I do know, is the long-term answer for the Chargers. He's been playing really well. They lost a really frustrating game to the Chiefs that they should have won, and yeah, the Texans are just way worse than the Chiefs are, so it might be a little closer than some people think, but I think the Chargers are the superior team, so that's why I'm picking them to win.
0: Okay, a huge divisional battle here where the 8-6 and six Bengals at home will be welcoming in the 8-6 and six Ravens. And as much as the football fan in me wants to see the Bengals stomp on the Ravens, uh, my fantasy opponent has Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow, so I'm hoping that the Ravens' defense shows up big time. What do you see?
1: Um, I'm not so sure the Ravens' defense is going to show up. Uh, they've been playing pretty bad all year for the most part. They've started to put it together in recent weeks, but then... Gave up 31 points to the Packers, but pretty much every NFL defense has an extremely hard time stopping Aaron Rodgers. But the injuries are starting to pile up, and it's starting to be too much to overcome. Marlon Humphrey, their top cornerback, is out for the year. Lamar Jackson suffered an ankle sprain in the loss to the Browns that I believe was two weeks ago, so he didn't fin- he didn't play the rest of that game. Tyler Huntley came in and played really well. Then Tyler Huntley played great against the Packers. I said he could play, and he played very well, but still fell just short because John Harbaugh decided to go for two again. It happened again against the Steelers, and it happened again against the Packers, and a lot of people are defending him, like people in the media or whatever, but honestly, I'm not. I think that you kick the extra point and give your team at least a chance. I still think the Packers probably win in overtime anyway if that happens, but you have to at least try. and his decision-making might cost them the playoffs. The AFC North is very uh, tight. I think it's probably, I think the Bengals are probably the team that's probably going to win it. Uh, They beat the Ravens 41 to 17 the first time, and that was with a pretty healthy Ravens team. And yeah, this is at home. The fans are going to be really loud. This is the most important game the Bengals have played in years. And uh, I know they didn't put up a whole lot of points against the Broncos, but it's tough to play in in Denver. the offense should be a lot better here, and I think the Bengals win the most important game they've played in, in years.
0: And from that game, which is so important, to <laughs> a game which really means nothing. Uh, we'll go out to Seattle, where the 5-9 and nine Seahawks will welcome in the 4-10 and ten Bears. Uh, we recently learned some Bears news just before we sat down to record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Jaguars versus Jets is a one o'clock
1: battle of the suck. This is a, the four o'clock edition of battle of the suck. Um, Andy Dalton was ruled out. Uh, I don't remember what spe- specifically, but um, Justin Fields was questionable. But from what I saw, Nick Foles is going to play and uh, Nick Foles has played well before the Super Bowl against, against the Patriots, of course, but um With the Bears, it hasn't been. It's ever since that happened. He hasn't been all that good on other teams. There was that deal he signed with the Jaguars, which was one of the worst free agent signings I've ever I've ever seen. And then the Jaguars traded him to the Bears in 2020, and he played some games last year and didn't play all that well. I guess that can be um, part of the reason why that is would be because of the coaching of Matt Nagy and the bad offensive line and lack of, of weapons. And uh, yeah, I just think it's going to be rough. The bears offense line has been pretty bad. Justin Fields took a beating against the Vikings and Nick Foles, unlike Justin Fields and even Andy Dalton to an extent. Um, Nick Foles isn't very mobile at all. Um, the defense showed up against the Vikings. So it will probably, it might show up here against the Seahawks, but um, it might be a defensive type of game, but I like the, Seahawks to win at home
0: okay let's head out to Arrowhead where the Chiefs at 10 and 4 will be welcoming in the 7 6 and 1 Steelers who appear to still be alive in the AFC playoff race as we speak right now
1: yeah they're still alive somehow but um, I still have doubts if they're going to make the playoffs or not they were able to beat the Titans, but they got kind of lucky with that because the Titans turned the ball over four times. And when that happens, you're generally not going to win the game. The offense has been a really struggling unit so far, pretty much all of this season. Um, this has to be Ben Roethlisberger's last season because you, he's not playing very well. Part of that's probably because of the offensive line, but um, yeah, just not a very good season so far, even though they are seven and six and one, but yeah, um, The Chiefs, after a slow start to the season where people questioned if they would make the playoffs or not, are all of a sudden the number one seed in the AFC. And I think it might stay that way. The win against the Chargers that last week was the defining moment of their season so far, I believe. But um, they've been hit with some troubling news. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey have been placed on the coronavirus reserve list. I believe both of them are vaccinated and they're hoping... They'll be activated soon, but I'm not sure. They've only got, like, two days left to do it. But even if they wouldn't be able to play, they still have guys like Nicole Hardman, Josh Gordon, a pretty good um, running back room, and the defense, which has been pretty good all year. And the defense, even though the offense might have problems scoring, the defense has created a lot of takeaways and should be able to slow down Steelers' offense. That's pretty bad. It wouldn't be all that surprising, I guess, if the Steelers would be able to win if... Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey don't play, but I think I'll take the Chiefs at home here.